welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, action, and choices that you can make to bring more joy into your life, into the world, and into other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 256 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, I'm really excited to be talking all about playing small again and how you can use the tenets, the ideas of playing small to get started on building a creative business all your own. One of the things that I've started to talk about in this season, which is season five, is playing small as a response to that overwhelming message that's out there in so many of the circles right now about playing big and leaning in and how we have to put ourselves out there in a big way and how that's so deeply uncomfortable for so many of us maybe who are introverts, maybe it's just for everybody, but how we can use what I call playing small to really embrace a journey and make it doable and exciting without feeling like it's icky and overwhelming and terrifying. And before we get to that part of the show, I want to wish you a very warm welcome and say thank you so much for tuning in to Jumpstart Your Joy this week. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm going to be moving the episodes to be coming out on Thursdays. Now, of course, six years into this, it's always been a Tuesday show, but just based on the things and the pattern of our days here, it looks like Thursday is a much better day for me. And so that's when the episodes will now be coming out. If you have questions about me or Jumpstart Your Joy or Playing Small, you can find everything over at the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And if you want to find links to some of the books that I'm going to mention, you can find them at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash simple start. <laughs> and I hope that you'll check out those links because I'm going to talk about some books. And you'll also find my Instagram account. While you're on the website, make sure and sign up for my newsletter where I talk about the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to bring more joy into your everyday. I usually talk a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes and either a quote that's inspired me during the week or something that my guest has said and that you could implement in your own life in a really special way. So let's jump right into this week's topic, which is all about playing small and how you can use the ideas of playing small to get started on building a creative business all your own. When you start to work on the dream that you want to bring to your life, are you making it more complicated than you need to? And it's funny because I'd had this topic on my list of possible solo casts for quite some time. And and then this week, one of the listeners, Chloe, she was actually one of the people that was on the show with Danny Wood. Chloe wrote me and asked about starting a business. And I was really excited to get her note because I love it when people start things, especially a creative project. What she said is, and I'll quote, I procrastinate a lot. However, I think that my procrastinating is just a form of fear. Any tips for just taking the big leap? It's like I know some of the things I need to do, but I don't know what's keeping me from just saying, F you fear, I'm doing this, end quote. And I really love this because I think there's a couple things that are coming up right now. I think with all of us having more time on our hands because of COVID-19 and us all being at home more and isolating more, we started to realize that maybe it's time to bring those dreams to life. Like we've had enough. <laughs> we can see what's happening. And this feels like a call to action for all of us to talk about things in a new way and really give it a try, especially with extra time. Why not start doing something new? I also love that Chloe said this because I think it's so relatable. A lot of people, when they know that there's a dream on their heart, 
they feel really passionate about that thing and they want to get it started, but it seems really scary. And I know when I started this podcast, I'd actually been a listener of podcasts for many years and had ideas and themes. And if you've listened in the past, you know that I was a retreat leader for many years and had this ongoing list of like 30 people that I wanted to have be a part of a really big retreat. And then I realized, wait, this isn't like even scalable. And it turned out I morphed those list of 30 or so people into some of the very first guests that you can hear in the first season, now six years ago, but of the podcast itself. So I think that the thing is, is that inspiration starts to play with us early. And we get these aha moments about little snippets of what this thing will be. It doesn't mean that it's going to be specifically that. I mean, I never had that retreat, but I sure did you know, reach out to each of those people and ask if they would be on a podcast once that started. So I think that's the thing is like inspiration starts to call us. And then when we start to say yes, that's when really interesting things happen. So if you're in the same place as Chloe, I have some ideas that I want to share this week about how you can embrace that dream and embrace it in a way that's really also embracing playing small we'll look at some of the things that maybe are holding you back first. And then we'll look at some things that could be an inspiration for you as you move forward in the second half of this episode. So number one, let's look at this from a playing small perspective. One of the things that just resonates with me throughout season five was a quote from Jennifer Loudon. She was a really early name in the self-care movement for women. And she's written a lot of books. And she was on to talk about her latest book, which is Why Bother? And I asked her the question of, what would you tell someone if they have a big dream that they want to start working on? And her answer was, don't worry about the impact. Forget about it being big and just start moving. And I feel like this is the perfect place to start when we think about playing small. Because in this place, it really means like stop worrying about this thing that you want to bring to life having to be big or having to be noticed or that you have to become an influencer to do it. Or maybe that you feel like you have to be an influencer to even start. Because the idea that something might be big, even my question of if somebody wants to bring a big dream into the world, I love that she questioned, does it even need to be big to be important? Are you doing yourself a service by claiming that it's going to be big and moving on it in that way? And so I think that's something really important to consider is, just get moving and don't worry so much about the impact and how large or small it might be because in the beginning, it doesn't really matter. The second thing that comes up that I know happens when people start on a path towards bringing a dream to life is that oftentimes, using air quotes around the word big, but big announcements are really scary. And it, there's no really great model that I can see on how we talk about a quiet start to something, which is so often how things start. I remember I felt like I wanted to share the news when I started my podcast with the world. And, and yet there's not a lot to say because, you know, you're buying a microphone. So I posted that on Instagram. And then, you know, I was getting guests and they were saying yes. And so there's probably the equivalent of whatever your dream is, that it's like this slow and quiet start. And it's really funny to me because one of the previous names of this episode was nobody cares about your big announcement. 
And the reason I bring it up right here is I think that lots of us get so wrapped up. And I know back when I used to have a blog and write about it, I felt like there always had to be something big and new and that I had to be making a pivot that made it, you know, made a splash. And more often than not, when I started to announce things that were air quotes, big announcements, I never actually (laughs) found the consistency and the follow through. And so I think the humor of the possible title of Nobody Cares About Your Big Announcement is true in two ways. One, why bother to make the big announcement? I remember one of my friends, Brian, back when we were 16, he had this big party the night that he turned 16. We were over at his house and we rented RoboCop and he was going to come back after he'd taken his driver's license. Okay, so he's made the big announcement. I want you guys to come over on my birthday. And then when I come back, we'll have a party because I'm going to get my driver's license. We already know where this is headed. He didn't pass the driver's test, but he has a house full of people that are waiting to celebrate with him. And he walks in and he's like, oh, you guys, I don't have good news. Uh, You know, we can watch the end of the movie, but then it's time to go home. And so don't set yourself up for that, right? Like you're excited. But I think it's also there's something especially for introverts about honoring the thing that you're building in a way that gives it room to grow without putting the air quotes playing big pressure of making the big announcement, making it mean something that maybe it won't mean or that it won't become. And so I think it's really good just for yourself. The second part of it is nobody cares about your big announcement because everything starts small. And it's really hard when you're just starting out to have any sort of big announcement that would you know, make the splash or be the big impressive thing that you think maybe it would be. And so the two pieces of that is nobody cares about your big announcement because you don't know how big it's going to be per Jen Loudon. And It's also a deep-seated respect for you to honor this thing, let it come about quietly, let it take form in the way that is natural for you and that is honoring the thing that's asking to come from you and be birthed through you and give it the space it needs. Because when you make a big announcement, there's also usually a timeline and maybe this thing will happen in that amount of time and maybe it won't. So that is the second thing. The third thing that I think is elusive to many of us is that the key to growth is often far simpler than most of us really think it is going to be. And by that, we kind of think and we get wrapped up in this idea that things need to be big, but really the steps to starting out anything are just one foot in front of another, right? Like, In the example of starting a podcast, you buy the mic, you do the interviews, you start editing, and and it's, you know, just these simple steps. And it's not a series of huge, amazing, big, difficult, mind-bending steps that build the thing. It's these simple steps done with heart and done with consistency that bring you to this place where then growth becomes possible. And Tiffany Hahn talks about it as a Fibonacci, and I can link up to what that is, but that incremental growth happens and then it grows exponentially upon itself. Once you start, you start to get momentum and then you build on the thing that you've been building on. But you do have to start. And I think most of us think that the starting is either going to be harder than it will be, or that you need to have more experience than you actually do. For the fourth thing that I see a lot of people get stuck on as they start to think about the creative endeavor that they want to bring to life 
is that they get stuck in something that I have called with my clients end game thinking. I probably talked about this several times in the past. It's one of my favorites. Getting stuck in end thinking can look something like this, that we have this really lovely idea that excites us and delights us and that we've been playing with forever or that's been dancing in our mind for a really long time. And the thing that happens is before we even take a first step, our brain starts to over agonize on things. And before we know it, the thing that started out really small has become something bigger than we could possibly ever get our arms around in this moment. So an example that I love to, to talk about is we have a bunch of rose bushes in our yard and there are a lot of petals that come off of those roses. And at one point I thought, hey, it'd be really neat to kind of gather these up and put them as a sachet in one of my dresser drawers. And so I found a bag and I gathered them up. But before I could even put that thing in the dresser drawer, I'm like, ooh, I could do this and I could sell it on Etsy. Ooh, and maybe it could be a thing that like I find a way to mass market. And before I can even finish the enjoyment of the simple one thing that I had started out on, my brain had gotten into this space of making it bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that it was overwhelming. I know so many people get to that point that the end dream that they have in mind gets so big that it's overwhelming and it makes it hard to even start. And we worry we can't play big so we don't play at all. And that's the thing that stops us in our tracks. And it's so sad and dis disheartening when we see it happen because lots of people have really amazing ideas. And it's okay if they start simple. There'd be nothing wrong with having a sachet that I put in my dresser. There's nothing wrong with having a podcast that I do weekly and now has 256 episodes because it's been over the course of almost six years. So let the thing be simple let it be easy and let it be small when you start because you don't have to know how to get to that really big end goal yet. You don't have to have those things in place, but I know it stops so many people. So how do we look at this thing? This is the second half of this episode is when we do have this really big idea, what are the things that we can start to look at and embrace so that we can bring it to life? How do we bring the joy into this? Let it be small let it be a playful thing that we're trying out. And how do we start and really embrace that thing that's been calling to us? And the first thing that I can think of is approach this, whatever your creative idea is, from a beginner's mindset. And you could find some information about this. I love Pema Chodron. How do we approach this thing that's been calling to us and allow ourselves to approach it as a beginner, because that's what we are. When I started my own podcast, I didn't know a thing about editing audio or putting it on Apple or any of that. And I let myself have the space to play and the space to explore how to do these things. And I let it be okay if I made a mistake or something didn't go right, that I would just put it aside and come back to it. Because I think many of us get all wrapped up with this idea that we need to be an expert before we can start or that if somehow if we don't know how to do something, then it makes it wrong. But when we can put on the beginner's mindset and we can allow something to be playful and fun, what kinds of things open up for us, especially if it's a creative endeavor? We need to give it that space. And those those are small steps, right? That's part of playing small is we don't put the pressure on the thing to be bigger than it is right now. It can just be what it is and we build upon it. 
as we move forward. The second thing that I think is really helpful as we're looking at how we can build on a dream and stay aligned to what feels really right for us is to take an honest look at the role that fear is playing in stopping us from even starting. And I think Chloe did a really lovely job of of calling that out when she sent me that note about she thinks that this procrastination is fear. And I would have to say it probably is. Procrastination is often a friend of perfectionism as well, because we get worried that if it's not perfect, it's not worth it. But it's really all of that is fear speaking. Because if we can embrace like the beginner's mindset, and if we can allow ourselves the space to play, well, then this thing doesn't have to be perfect. And here's some of the things that I would recommend if you're feeling the fear, the procrastination and the agonizing over this thing coming into play is you could ask fear a couple of little questions, which is, hey, fear, what is it that you have to tell me about this thing? Why are you telling me that it's scary to do this? And there's probably some things that fear might tell you that would be really helpful. Like, well, I want to keep you safe because I'm worried about the money. Or I want to keep you safe because when you're safe, then you don't get hurt. And and you would need to journal and find out if any of these things are true for you when you dive into a creative pursuit and you feel that there's fear coming up. But I think the other thing, and Elizabeth Gilbert says this in Big Magic, which is such an amazing book that I'll also link up to, she talks about sometimes fear shows up, it's important to ask it what it has to say. And then it's also important to tell it like, you can come along for this journey, but you're not going to be driving the car. Like, you don't get to steer where this journey is going for me. I'm going to listen and I'm going to say thank you. But I am the one that's in the driver's seat here. And that's so important as you move forward, because fear does have a role to play. And I have to say that when I started my own podcast, ask anyone, I would talk about how I was dancing in the realm of excited and terrified constantly for that first year. I think looking at your fears, understanding where they come from, and meeting them with compassion, and asking fear what it has to tell you is really a lovely way to roll those in. And I think the other piece of playing small here is that if you hear that inner voice tell you, well, I'm afraid because, you know, the money or the vulnerability or whatever that is, you could say, look, we're starting small. We're starting just to see what if. And look, fear, I respect that you have something to tell me, but let's just see what happens. And we can check in later to find out if you're still afraid and if you have more information for me. But until that point, I need for you to let me drive this car. Another piece that we talked a little bit about, and this would be number three, is I think a lot of us put off jumping in to start on something because we feel like we have to be an expert. And, you know, I think it's really important to acknowledge that I don't have to know everything because everyone starts somewhere and everyone starts at the beginning. That's the somewhere. (laughs) And the other thing to embrace about this is that I know enough right now to start. My guess is, is whatever it is that's been calling to you, you're also somewhat obsessed with or interested in, and you've been paying attention to whatever the creative thing is for a while. So you definitely know enough to start sketching out something. You know enough probably about the field that it's in to be excited about it. And you're probably bringing a really special kind of passion to it. So you do have enough. You don't need more right now. The fourth thing 
And this comes from some of my life coach training. So a hat tip to Kate Swoboda and the Courageous Living Coach Certification Program. And this goes right hand in hand with the beginner mindset, but that all of this, whatever you're starting to put together and whatever you're starting to sketch out, it's all just an experiment. If you can approach it from that framework and just let it flow and let it be fun and embrace it as an experiment. So many of us have heard the phrase of go big or go home that I think we tend to shrink back when we feel like, oh, I don't know if I can go big. Like, then it has to be right. Then it has to be perfect. And so we put the thing off. And and I wrote here, this is kind of silly, but maybe our better mantra would be like, go small instead of go big, but go small from home instead of go big or go home. Like you can start this thing small from your home and from a a little corner of your house and embrace its smallness as it starts to grow and not worry about the go big part of this ever, right? Because it's all just an experiment. It's so hard to see that so many people get stuck in that all or nothing mindset and get really attached to they need to play big when they start something out. Because we don't need it to start there. And I think it does trigger that idea that we need to be an expert or we need to have credentials to begin with. And that's not true either. That's just fear talking. Number five is stick with the stuff that lights you up and that feels like second nature to you. And this has been one of my biggest learnings. You know, now my my main business is being a podcast producer, which is this really lovely blend of podcasting that I love, life coaching that I love, and project management that I love. And even 10 years ago, when I started thinking, I really wanted to be an entrepreneur, I didn't know what this looked like. Well, it became this amazing blend of the things that I love And I'll have to say that lots of times I thought, ah, the project management thing, like everybody can do that. But I think we oftentimes don't give ourselves enough credit for the things that come easy to us. I think sticking really close to the stuff that you feel passionate about, and maybe that feels like it's too easy, like it's so easy for you that you wouldn't think it'd be the thing. There's like kind of a juicy mix there that when you stay true to what lights you up and what feels like second nature, you start to create this thing that is a unique offering that you can bring to the world and that takes your skill set and nobody else has it. And I think that's a really beautiful way to honor your creativity and that business thing that you want to bring to life. Number six is embracing that along with playing small and working towards something that you love and taking those baby steps is that change happens. And really the best thing that you can do to stay nimble and embrace it is to allow it to happen. One of the things that I know to be true is what I call well-planned and loosely held. And I think it's important to start to lay out a a roadmap for where you think your dreams will take you and and where you'd like to be in three, five, and 10 years. I think it's super important. And there's something magical that happens when you write down your dreams and when you start to create that project plan or that path or that mission statement, whatever you want it to look like to get you to where you want to be. But then as you start to take those steps and as you start to look around, you'll notice that maybe new things light you up about this thing that you've started to play with. And I encourage you to embrace them. I very much thought that I was going to be a life coach and then started a podcast. And if I hadn't been kind of curious and looking around to see what was happening and was steadfast on the idea that I would be a coach only, Well, in this podcast and everything that's come out of it for me personally and professionally 
might not have ever happened. So I think it takes a lot of looking around and embracing the things that light you up and then noticing the small things that seem to be a little indication of maybe you're on a right path where you didn't even know there would be a path in the first place. And number seven is keep going. Just keep going. You know, there's all those statistics out there about maybe businesses that fail in a certain amount of time. And I think so many of those fail well, I mean, I don't really think there's ever such a thing as failure, but it's always a chance to take a look at what you did and how you could do it better next time and to evolve. But I also think that it happens because people get discouraged and they let go of their dreams and they put them to the, to the side. And that doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve your dreams. And I know that even for me in creating this business of my own, there for a while I had to take a step back and go back to a nine to five job. Now, I don't see that as a failure of the business. I saw it and see it now as this really beautiful way for me to be able to continue to support my family and bring in money and honor that I still got to pay the bills even while I'm building another business. It also showed me that I could always go back to being a project manager and it's okay to do it. And it kept the business going. The important thing is to just keep going even when you're not totally sure what the future looks like or how it's going to turn out for you, but to just keep the momentum going. And so with that, I hope, Chloe, that this has been a lot of help to you specifically, and I would love to hear how your business goes. So I, I hope you'll stay in touch about it. And if you other listeners, I would love to hear about the dream that you're trying to bring to life and how playing small and keeping it close and tight to that thing that you love and that you're passionate about and really staying open and curious about how it might grow and change as you say yes to this dream. I'd love to hear more about it from you all. So you can write me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. Maybe if you have a question about how you start a creative thing that you love or how you manage a thing that you love, I'd be happy to answer those questions too. And you can email. And so thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. And Chloe, thank you again for writing with your really amazing question. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you want to find out more about this episode, including links to the things that we've talked about, you can find the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can search for this episode right up there in the right-hand corner of the website. You'll find it. While you're on the website, I know you're going to want to sign up for my weekly newsletter, which is Three Joyful Things. It's where I take a look and give you guys the behind the scenes of what I'm really thinking about with each episode, including inspiration, intention, and action, along with the choices that you can make in your own life to bring some of the things that each guest or I share into your everyday life. So it's a lot of fun. You can find the sign up for that off the homepage or within the show notes of every episode. And I would love to connect with you. I hang out a ton on Instagram where my handle is jumpstartyourjoy. You can also find the Facebook page for this podcast at jumpstartyourjoy. So I hope you guys will come on back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.